I have a saying, which is, great musicians don't retire. They keep playing or composing until the last note of their last great masterpiece hits the page and they drop dead, preferably of consumption or alternately syphilis. Black Star is the perfect closing to an incredible career. David Bowie's music was distinctly not bad, and you should feel good because you still get to enjoy it. Let all the children boogie. Something I want to get into, which relates to this, because we've basically been talking about, which is good, because I've really been meaning to to get into some of the stuff where we're talking about the general idea of like criticizing music, you know, opinion versus, you know, objective information, mm-hmm. and uh, another interesting thing, and also just context and how like right, you can you can totally be like, yeah, the Beatles are great, I totally get it, I don't need to hear you talk about it anymore. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like some people, you're just like, I don't need to hear about how great that is anymore. Yeah. Uh, similar to like you may get like some some similar to some people if they're like you know I think the Beatles are overrated and it's okay to think they're overrated too like they can be just as influential as they are and 50 60 years later it's okay for someone to be like I, I, I don't I don't care for it yeah like I get it everybody loves the Beatles uh, it's not for me mm. that's fine you know and because think think about how horrible it would be if like everyone on the planet liked one band and then you were the only one who didn't did you see the lego movie yes everything is awesome yes isn't the song great (laughs) so when i first i first heard about that and i didn't get it and it sounded annoying and then i saw the movie and i realized how brilliant and subversive (laughs) it is i know right and i was like it speaks volumes right it makes it was so so good yeah i I mean you know it's it's like i i heard you know what I, i i i can hear a lot of what my neighbors do yeah. Like, um, and their music. So I remember one night, because, you know, for anybody listening, I've been kind of staring at the same four walls for almost two months now. Yeah. It's coming up for two months and it drives you insane. But one night I was here and I heard, hello, it's me, like the Adele <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then after, and I distinctly knew it was, wasn't Adele, I heard it again somebody else doing it and then i heard it again somebody else doing it and i was like what the fuck really (laughs) really yeah Uh, like uh, i mean despite the fact that it's very obviously very annoying because the thing is so overplayed yeah like everybody apparently likes that song i you know i I liked it the first time i heard it too it's a very nice song thank you for for writing it adele Right. And for writing most of your songs about those boyfriends that you're imminently going to break up with, I kind of think it's your own plan and you just do it and then you make, (laughs) you know, it just, it sells more. Yeah. Not really. That's a joke. Sorry, Adele. But like, you know, God, if everyone likes that, that's something very close to that. Everything is awesome. And it's interesting you bring that up because that was, the new Adele song, I think is a perfect example of of, uh, four certain things I want to say about how I, how I evaluate music oh okay uh kind of or how i i i guess judge is the right how i judge music <laughs> um but simon cow here so uh let me back up for a second because i also wanted to say that with everything is awesome one of my favorite th- things is that before the song actually comes in, in the movie is he's reading like the instructions yeah, of what right. he's what he's supposed to do, <laughs> and one of them is listen to popular music. Yeah, right. And that's such a perfect ex- summary of that because yeah. it's just like, look, just just listen to this. Just listen to the same crap everyone else <laughs> listens to. Don't have any crazy ideas. Yeah, right. All right. Just like, I mean, shut up and listen to popular music. You're not music. saying that there's some like conspiracy theory going on, but it's no. Just I'm that- saying it's. Comp- uh, wait, <laughs> I'm saying it's not a theory. It's the truth. <laughs> there is a Open your eyes, people. <laughs> They're playing you. No, I. Uh, well, no, it's it's. So it's what, are, what are like the four factors that you? Okay, use? so here's the thing, and this is the, with the Adele thing. Okay, so first of all, uh, I've been trying to think of like the right terminology for this, but uh, I don't just have say it. in my so, opinion before. Right, and right. No one this will is get this off. is just you know a very subjective thought process that I want to talk about. Uh, and so keep in mind that's what it is. Um, <laughs> so there's there's several layers 
in which you can uh, evaluate music. Uh, first of all, there's the general idea that music is music, okay? Which is, again, part of my, like, people get too hung up on genres, uh, especially when... Labels? Yeah, labels, genres, uh, uh, especially when sometimes the labels are, are not practical or don't actually give you any useful information. Right. Uh, and sometimes the difference between two styles of music is as simple as, like, well, this one has heavy guitars and this one doesn't, but if you played, if you if you traded instruments or like traded tones with a different band, classical to metal, you'd be yeah, you'd be exactly you'd be doing the same kind of thing. So, so your your first one is actually not necessarily factoring a point; it's to negate something. Right. So we'll start. We'll start. That's cool. Start broad. We'll start broad, which is that music is music, uh, which also means that people people have this thing where like uh, Rich talked about this, and it, it I I think he said something earlier that kind of relates to it, which is. People, um, similar to the classical music thing, is that people are afraid to listen to things they don't think they'll understand. Yeah. And it's okay. You don't need, you can listen to crazy complicated music. You don't have to understand it in an intellectual, complicated, microscopic way. Because yeah. initially, before we were educated, we just let it wash over us as right. a feeling. And the reason I got into crazy complicated music is because I heard Rush. I didn't know what was going on, I just knew it sounded cool as shit. Yeah, and I wanted more of it, and I wanted more of my music to have more of that in it. And uh, I read in a Zappa art, uh, interview, which summed this up really well, because he talks about you know doing the type of music he does, which is very odd and outside, versus doing more popular stuff. And he actually had a, a, a kind of different. See, my my thought is I'm always like I think more people should listen to crazy, complicated, difficult music, even if that's not what they make, because it may give them an idea. And it might make their music a little more interesting. Yeah, his view is more the opposite, which is that if uh, you don't want to get crazy out there, then then don't. Just play, stick with your straightforward bonk 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 music because <laughs> that's what you're gonna get bonk. get a job doing. Yeah, and he has a very good point about that as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you're a musician. What's your backup plan? <laughs> right. But what he said that made a lot of sense was that um, if you're playing, you know, like you're playing like crazy polyrhythms like uh, five over four, three over four, and you're switching those up within the same bar or something. Yeah. He's like, that's all well and good, uh, but nobody's going to know that's what it is. They're just going to know it sounds weird. And that's fine. It's going to sound like you intended it to sound, and they don't need to intellectualize that for it to have the same effect in their brain. Right. And so the problem is that the average person doesn't know this, and so they're afraid of music that is perceived as, like, snooty intellectual music. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's a good thing to keep in mind that, uh, and this is part of my thing now, too, which is that I've personally kind of tried to, like, remove my genre hang-ups. <laughs> so I've, I've tried to remove my genre hang-ups so that I'm more open-minded to different styles of music, partially based on this idea I have, which is that there are... There are no bad genres. So that's oh, the first point. There are no bad genres. Only bad musicians. <laughs> oh, that's... Well, okay, <laughs> Which is, I like that's, that. That's the, the, my dickhead version so of it. So point but, one... Uh, no, just say well, it. It's, it's yeah. awesome. So point one, there right. are no bad genres. There are no bad genres, only, only bad, bad musicians. musicians. Okay. Uh, and every... Which is the idea that's that... really cool. I think that every genre has something good to offer. The reason it is a style or genre or idiom or however you want to refer to it is because... One or a few people did something worthwhile with it, and then other people copied them. Mm-hmm. And then probably some company was like, "We need to market this, so sign more people who sound like this, etc." And then it gets oversaturated and yeah. goes out of style, etc. That's but why I, is- I want to invent brown metal with you. <laughs> brown metal? Yeah, it's where we play all of our strings are tuned to B, um, and uh, we're going to play brown burst finished Ibanezes. And and, and then, we're going to be called Porcelain Throne. And we use an octave drop on on everything. Yeah, but we want to kind of make the 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 breakdowns, or yeah. even if it's like a genty breakdown, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know how like the gen is known for like a lot of bends as well, yeah, single yeah. note bends. We're going to comprise it mainly of that. So we'll be called Porcelain Throne. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. It's another <laughs> brown <better> project. <laughs> brown metal. Uh, so. Right, so no bad genres, uh, and because I realized that even if I don't care for a genre, 
you know, there's something, well, partially I got, in some level, I got into some of the genres that I didn't like at all for yeah. years. Like I didn't, for a long time, I didn't listen to any hip hop uh, or rap and I didn't care for it. And I mean, it partially when it was getting popular, I was getting into even whiter music. You know, I was getting into <laughs> even whiter music that was not popular at the time. Yeah. And, uh, but now but i at some point i did get into some and now i i like it and i can differentiate the stuff i like from what i don't like and there's reasons for it and so what i realized is right there's uh, there's something useful or interesting or good in any style of music mm. but there's also a bunch of crap and there's always a bunch of crap and this is the other thing where like again the the fallacies of the sort of prog community is there's this there's a sort of, you know, inherent belief that uh, we have the best music. And while I still on some level in some way maybe believe that, uh, it's still it's it, 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 at a certain point in time because it fell off because of the belief that, like, our music is so good, you know, uh, we don't need anything extra to mm -hmm. add to it. Yeah. And yet the reason that Prague exists in the first place is because people added things to rock music from outside of rock music. Yeah. So the whole idea of prog to me in the beginning was combining genres anyway. Yeah. And it meant that I could write rock or metal, but if I wanted to throw in some weird non-rock, non-metal thing, I could because it's okay in prog. And so that was what really was important. And yet people just kind of, they just got really hung up on the, the time signatures and stuff. And that's a big part of it too. But it became such a part of it that it just became like, oh, as long as you got, as long as you play in like seven, eight once in a while, and you make sure to have long instrumental sections that bore a lot of people, uh, you're prog, and some of us will eat that shit up. Yeah, is the the, the thing. So I got out of that, and I was like, ah, you know, it, it really hurt the whole genre because it really stagnated and stopped progressing, and then because it just kind of became. It, it kind of is the idea that more is better, right? And so then it kind of became this idea that... Or that there's a prerequisite. Right. And so then we got the idea that there's prog and then there's progressive. And so progressive really should be a thing that exists in any kind of music, right? Yeah. The should, idea. Yeah. And so... Uh, okay. So let's get... Let's, let's leave, let me back up. Um, so... Uh, we have point one. We have point one, which is... Uh, there are no bad genres, only bad musicians. And directly related to that, music is music. Right. Right. All music can kind of be evaluated on certain musical criteria because mm -hmm. it's music. So if we, we take a step further, we want to get, we want to get more specific, right? So you can kind of evaluate this is, and this is kind of where you go like, Oh yeah, well, uh, this is uh, okay. So you got general kind of musical assessment. Then you have, uh, within the, the, the thing about styles of music and genres is that, even if we want to say like they, they don't really matter or uh, it's not entirely necessary, it's a thing we have anyway. And it mm. affects the way that music works because it affects how people think about music. And so a lot of people tend to sort of, they find their genre or style and they stick with it. And then they kind of like just get real comfortable and, and, and don't push the boundaries at all. Right. And, but within that, so, but what happens is, certain styles of music then have different specific criteria for what they consider internally to be good, right? Okay. So there's certain, like, like power metal uh, has become a very distinct style of metal that you actually used to be a more confusing term because there used to be a broader selection of things that were considered power metal. Right. And it kind of, it the, the cheesy European, uh, often very uh, major happy-sounding stuff, is what kind of won out for that label. Yeah. So, but now, now that we, as we've discussed and looked over in previous podcasts, the cheese can hit a, a like, right? It can hit like an, an a ridiculous level, right? <laughs> so, so much cheese. Uh. So so, when you're listening to power metal, so this is a good example of like specific criteria. Uh, right. So within power metal uh like 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 Dragon Force. Uh, Dragon Force. Wow, cheese to the max. Drag but here's there's a great they're a great example of of how to assess things based on uh overall versus within its uh style. 
Dragon Force tried uh, to like pop popularize like dragon force power metal took two elements of power metal yeah and made them extreme one was the speed because there was also a period of time where a certain type of power metal was called speed metal yeah. because it was very fast uh so they took that and they cranked it up um unfortunately it's 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 an it's an illusion because functionally within the music the speed becomes irrelevant at a certain point and you can tell because like when, like when I, I saw them this year. Dragon Force? Yes. You saw Dragon yes, Force? Yes, I saw them, <laughs> which is great because it basically... Did you go far beyond the sun? I went far beyond uh, <laughs> thinking they're mediocre to realizing how <laughs> less good they are than I thought oh, already man. even. Uh, but, uh, which is a whole other interesting, um, ties into some other p- opinion and people disagreeing with, or people love dragon forest and don't want to hear that other people don't I mean, whatever they're great so musicians the other but. thing well there's two th- but again there's two things they did they 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 did the speed thing and they also took the cheesy melody thing yeah. right they really they did in fact they did a good job with that early on i wasn't i've become more opposed to dragon forest as time has gone on uh but early on it was like that through the fire and the flame song i was like it's a really catchy song it's an okay melody it, it, you know it's it's power metal it's sing songy and and very major and tonal and all that but that's what power metal wants and so i'm not at all surprised they've been very successful right because they gave part of that audience exactly what they wanted um in the process they took out a whole bunch of things that i want but that's fine. I don't need to listen to Dragon <laughs> Forest. Uh, it's, it's a choice. So, so there's that. And then um, another similar criteria on that level is you've got okay. So you've got music in general, which uh, goes back to like the basic elements of music: rhythm, melody, harmony, mm. timbre, uh, structure, uh, so on. Uh, I don't have them. <laughs> off the top of my head memorized and there are different schools of thought as to what the sort of most basic elements are yeah but but if you have any sort of musical education one of the first things you realize is there are these certain basic elements of music and uh and so those are very important when you're evaluating stuff um so there's there's music is music then there's you got different styles and within those styles and this is especially important also for like you know rap for example uh, is one I, I think about this a lot because rap has become very much uh, stuck in the basic criteria of what makes rap popular and it's part of why there hasn't been uh, although there's a there's a new trend now in this sort of like I guess it's kind of like neo soul where there's a lot more they're, they're putting more musical elements back into hip-hop by actually using more musicians and right. stuff like that and trying to break out of the sort of entirely loop. They should all just hire Linkin Park as a session band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, so my point being, you know, uh, actually rap might not be the best idea because I need to, like, work out my cri- my my terms for their, their criteria. Which but, would go down another road. Right. But uh, but you know, metal power metal is a good one because again, it's it's uh, you need melodic, catchy choruses, and you need at least some point to play a giant solo fairly fast. And yeah, at some point you need some whittly whittly solo, and uh, yeah, and there's usually at least you know certain kind of guitars and stuff like that. So there's certain criteria, and. Those things may make if certain for so for Dragon Force is another good example, right? So Herman Lee is a popular shreddy guitar player. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into the specifics of what I feel about him and his guitar playing right now, uh, but the point is that's a big part of it, right? You need a guy for guitar players to like jerk off to, right? You need a guy for them to be like, oh, that solo just plays so well. Oh yeah, it's so great. I got to go learn that solo right now. Yeah. Um, and within the context of power metal, uh, you want that. It's it's good. But within the context of music as a whole, it's not inherently great to have a guy who plays a lot of fast guitar solos, right? No. It, it just, it's a thing. So it's a different criteria within the genre than within music as a whole. Right. And so 
that's another thing where like when you talk to people who are really into like metal or really into rap and you talk to them from the general perspective of some that's why you get arguments where people are like dragon force is great i'm like dragon force is not great you're like dragon force is a great band like they're i guess they're they're like a a good power metal band because within the context of power metal they're doing what power metal wants to do Mm -hmm. uh but you know uh, then you hear the actual songs and you're just like well for somebody who doesn't listen to metal would have a very different reaction to this glory hammer well and glory Hammer. okay so glory hammer is the best example of our oh, next point God. the next point which uh-huh. is that uh in my mind this is again kind of like again i'm trying to get more specific and narrower focus uh this is where chronology is a factor which is that time is important and yes. this factors into originality yeah which I, is I was that, definitely going to make a point about that right so Art is 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 like a uh, a key part of human expression, and uh, it always grows and evolves with us, you know, like our languages do, like our society does, and so it's very hard to document because the real connections in music happen inside individual people's brains, yeah, yeah. and then they synthesize different things they've heard into something sort of new right and then that gets you know uh absorbed by somebody else and goes into something else. so it's 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 really it's you can't say like like it's it's part of why some of the arguments people get into get really dumb about like uh like like trying to prove like 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 you know eddie van hillen didn't invent tapping it's like no but then they'll be like it was actually this Italian guy, and this yeah. there's a video on YouTube, and it's like maybe, but maybe he didn't invent it either. You know, there was probably at least one or two other dudes at the same time doing the same thing. Right. Seven strings were were made popular by Cart. No, didn't Russian seven string acoustic guitars exist? Well, right, like seven strings existed in like jazz, yeah, for a for a while, yeah, and. It was guys like Steve Vai. Right. Steve Vai is, is is the first one who was like, I need a metal electric seven string. And uh, we talked about this on the Too Many Strings episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and Rich had more specific info th- for this than I did. Yeah, so uh, I guess he wanted a high string, but it wasn't, you know, it kept breaking. And so they put the low string on and he so was like, like... what was the high string then? Did they just go uh, off in another pair for A forward? high A. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't, it's not, it's, it... You have to use like an eight, and it's. I mean, some people have actually done that still. Like they either uh, switch out with the a seven, the seven string, or with like an eight string, they'll do the low seventh, and then they'll do a high, a higher string too. Yeah. Um. But you know, I, I can get into a lot of reasons. I don't think it's that useful or practical or whatever. But I mean, it, it's. I I should think it's obvious. Yeah, but uh at, at any rate uh why were we talking about th- it's somehow related to uh how things come about and it's not always just one guy and people get too hung up on like it was this guy he yeah. did it man people did that with the power chords like Pete Townsend was the one to make the popular yeah, it's like, like no, it's like off, re- really like uh, anyway so uh, okay so we've got so chronology is important so that means right if you're doing something so like say you write Pop music is is the simplest example of this because everyone's like, there's this idea uh, that's been around since I was a kid. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's really you know, people think it's harder to write you know long music or whatever, but it's actually really tricky to write just a great three minute pop song. And I kind of agreed with that when I was a child in the <laughs> 80s, but it's 2015, oh yeah. and since the dominant form of music has been the three-minute pop song yeah. for, like, 40 years, or more, wait, wait, way more than that, actually. I'm just thinking my own personal, like, life has been at least, like, 30 years of, like, that's what's on the radio, and... <laughs> Uh, and everyone just kind of accepting that that's what acceptable, like, commercial music uh, yeah. is like. And... Again, it's it's hard to maintain objectivity since I've been writing songs since I got a guitar. Right. Uh, but I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what's harder is not doing that. Is like, yeah, a lot of things 
a lot of longer music is harder to write, yeah. especially if you want it to still be engaging Good. and entertaining yeah, and right. keep your attention. <laughs> so like, uh, so, uh, but on top of that, it's also, again, it's a thing that's been around so long that it's like for a while there, maybe even in the eighties and nineties when, when the like sound, I feel like we haven't, really uh, discovered any major new timbres lately like there's some new advancements based on digital things allowing new combinations and new manipulations of sound right but most of it is still manipulating sounds that have been around since analog synths first came around right uh so without a completely new sound which is another uh, is part of the issue with pop music and with sort of uh kind of uh rock music in general which is that this is kind of a separate but related idea which is that i feel like rock music and sort of mainstream western popular music which essentially started with rock right yeah rock and roll was like pop. it became pop uh because it stopped rocking <laughs> and uh but that style true. of music it's it's sort of a hybrid it's not it's it's like it's not so much a pure music style as it is a hybrid of music and kind of poetry because there's a huge or at least there used to be huge emphasis on lyrics and sort of the what you know like like with between folk rock uh, and classic rock, there was always a big emphasis on lyrics mm-hmm. and what it was saying. And the best example, and, and the reason I say this specifically is a uh, sort of a, this makes it a slightly different artistic medium because those things need to be considered kind of both separately as well as together. The right. best example is Bob Dylan, which is uh, Bob Dylan is a great lyricist. And he's considered basically one of the great like poets yeah. of our time. But if you took that away, his music probably wouldn't have been popular at all. Because I'm I'm still wondering what the hell that, that kinda is with the Rolling Stones, you know? Yeah. I, the Rolling Stones were just somehow I don't know, maybe it was the lower register of, of Mick Jagger that kind of appealed. Well, the you interesting know, thing I, with I'm the not, Stones, I'm not sure. I think for their time... Like something that pisses me off about Keith Richards and his, his appeal that everyone constantly says this. Yeah. And I'm sure I've said this before in a podcast, but I'd say it so frequently. I'm, I'm not... And, and again, you know, some people might be like, oh, well, as opposed to... I'm not comparing him to fucking John Petrucci or anyone. Yeah. Keith Richards is a good guitar player who makes good sounding guitar music however people are like oh my god he's an innovator he only plays with five strings and even he describes it it's i love open g as a tuning okay most of his like 25 whatever tellies that you will see are are five strings you know yeah um and it's because he doesn't know how to use theoretically the fifth below the root because it's an it's an inversion so to have like a second inverted tuning on an open tuning guitar is like it's too much for him to handle. He doesn't know how to mute it. I don't really like it like that. So take off the low string because realistically, what I tell it to most people who don't understand guitars, you don't really need it. Yeah. So you got some poor douchebag who's starting guitar, going, "Well, I don't really need the low string." Or I'm going to tune it in open G. And that's a load of nonsense. For example, some modern guitarists who use uh, open G tuning, for example, Jesse Hughes from the Eagles of Death Metal, right? He takes the lowest string, puts a thinner gauge on it, and then doubles up the Gs mm. as opposed to having the fifth. Yeah. Whenever you see him play, uh, and of course he has to get the lower gauge because I've done it with an E before as a laugh years ago. Did not work out well. But it gives a really awesome sound to it hmm. because especially if the if the string that is put on with the same gauge as in standard A, like goes out of tune, you get this chorusy effect. Hmm. So rather than having something that is out of tune, it's like wow, it's a distinct sound, yeah. and it's awesome. I just can't stand the fact that Keith Richards gets like viewed as an i an i guitar icon because of the five string fact you know <laughs> yeah it's like well, no he just did something lazy because he couldn't be arsed yeah yeah and there's a there's a lot of that too and that's i mean that's another a whole other topic as far as like which is similar to what we were talking about before with like the beatles and stuff where yeah. there's a certain classic rock like 
it's more of like this like it's like a a hero worship like legend status thing with where that's what i never liked about the beatles yeah yeah personally because right, i right. lived there and, I, and right. I was just you couldn't criticize yeah. them because that's how big they are yeah, PC and it's man. like yeah but you know not everything they did was great and no and like actually that that christmas song you mentioned is <laughs> that's paul one mccartney's right because i i like to i like to to rip on paul mccartney because uh i mean you know people like you know that used to be a big thing too is John versus Paul or whatever and like who gives a shit yeah, I, who but cares I, I mean I slightly prefer John purely because of songs he wrote right his singing and that Paul McCartney did more stuff that I thought that I heard especially but mostly after the Beatles where Paul I was just McCartney like, stuff was more poppy right it was poppy yeah. And, and yeah and way more like major and more that well, right that Christmas song for, simply having a wonderful Christmas time and I'm was like, that your impression of Paul? Go fuck yourself, Paul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paul, why don't you go fuck yourself? Oh, that's that's um that's from Dewey Cox. Is what I'm doing. Uh, I, I, I just you know, subconsciously. I, I'm really really good at doing do Liverpudlians accents. Do you? Um, I live there. <laughs> well, I could do uh like real Liverpool, but I was doing my uh I was doing my impression of an American of of uh, Paul Rudd. From Dewey, from yeah. Walk Hard, right. doing uh, because none of the Beatles impressions in that scene are particularly good. Yeah, but they're funny because of how sort of like they're bad impressions of other people doing impressions of the Beatles, basically. Right. So no, it's that, like, that's like my yeah. my favorite impression of Sean Connery is Americans doing Sean Connery. Like I could, I'm Scottish. I could do Sean Connery, but I prefer the. Yes, that's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, your mother, Trebek. It's just so much more funny right. with that. Than doing like an do accurate. An, yeah, right. I don't, don't want to do a right. Sean Connery. And, and like, so like that scene, one of my favorite lines though, which also sums up the sort of John Paul thing perfectly, right. is where he's like, uh, Jack Black is Paul and he's like, he's like, Oh, jo- which also again is my problem with Paul. He's such a like, like he's always so upbeat and cheery, and then like John was supposed to be kind of more dark and brooding, and and he was like, like, oh John, why do you? I don't know why you have to be so dark and brooding. He's like, I don't know why you have to be such a cunt. <laughs> and that's my favorite. Thing. Oh. Yeah, and then and then Ringo's like. I wrote a song about an octopus's garden. <laughs> oh, it's very and then nice. George is going, we'll why do I have to be Ringo's keeper while you two <laughs> yeah, duke yeah. it out and it's like circle it's very, it's very nice. We'll put it on the fridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, so like, sorry. so going back to like the the four criteria, right? Okay. I mean, like, so wait, okay, so so we're talking about two or three. All right, so we're talking about like you go from like general music assessment, which is rhythm, melody, harmony, timbre, the right. basic elements of music that apply to any music. And then you say chron- uh, chronological. Then, well, then you go like, I would say, well, these are kind of parallel, uh, but there's chronology, um, which is right. Is it is it doing anything that hasn't been done before or hasn't, or hasn't been done a lot? It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, yeah. but you and know, it doesn't make you a good musician or the music good if you're doing something that hasn't been done right. before. Just because Again, it hasn't been done, right. there might be a reason that right. it hasn't been done. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's great to take it's good to take risks and try to you like know push things. But it's also and I also understand it's getting it's getting more difficult, right? Uh, for people to kind of figure out what hasn't been done, and which I think also the biggest mistake people make with that is that they kind of assume like. It's been done. They're like, oh, I guess it's all, but I don't have any ideas. I can't think of anything <laughs> new. So I guess there's, it's impossible to come up with any new ideas. And I'm right. like, then why do I have ideas, asshole? Like I have, I have ideas and I'm pretty sure they haven't been done or at least have, you know, the things in my head haven't been made and therefore I feel they're worth making. And therefore I assume someone else on this planet has some ideas. Right. Uh, and so it's like, okay, yeah, well then you shouldn't write music. <laughs> if you feel like there are no new ideas and mm. there's no new original music, then you shouldn't write music. I think that when you were talking about um, chronology before, uh, there was something that I was thinking about. It, it's like, uh, or, or, you know, I, I wasn't really aware of what you were going to say. A band, for example, that is out of its time, not necessarily mm. ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Because people use that phrase like a lot, yeah, and and it, you know, thankfully it's used sparingly. Wolf Mother, hmm. Wolf Mother were a band that you know are quite popular, and I think that their 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 juice that they were running on, because the only original member of the band is the lead singer now, and I know that he would, did most of the writing, but 
I'm I'm hoping it wasn't some douchebaggery, you know, where he ended up being a, a wank and then yeah. people in the band were like, well, I'm out or they got fired. But I remember listening to them and going, God, this band's right out of the 60s. They sound like a rock version of Sabbath that wasn't as, like, brooding. Like, yeah. you know, they have kind of, like, mystical, like, it's like a spaceship out of the 60s into the future hmm. that is now and they're here hmm. you know it, it, they just I'm like I wonder if they would have been more successful you know yeah then than now I mean they are I mean I don't think they're as successful as they were when they first came out yeah because like you know woman woman you know you are that was immediately put on Guitar Hero 2 and you know blah 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 and Joker and the Thief da -da 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 -da, has been used in the hangover jackass like people love Wolf Mother that kind of thing hmm. You know, they are a great band. I love them still. I haven't listened to them in a while. But then there's like another band that we were talking about before when we were mentioning Gent. Um, uh, Sixth. Yeah. S-I-K-T-H. They're a UK band. And they were out, uh, their first album was out in 2003. And I remember listening to their sound and going, oh, this is something that hasn't been done before. Mm. And I, ba -ba 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 -ba, like there was that, that chunkiness to it. Yeah. And I was intrigued by it. That I mean, I remember listening to it probably... And I mean, it was in the States, so it would have had to have been, oh, maybe 2006. So they're sick. Or sorry, yeah, 2006, 2007. Their second album came out. And I was just like, this hasn't been done before. Yeah. But they broke up. And I don't know through what, what it was, but I know they weren't as popular. It's difficult in Britain. Most bands that are in Britain have to make it big out in America. Yeah. And then a lot of bands in America that don't make it out over here do well in Britain. Yeah. Like Kings of Leon and uh, The Killers were huge in their debut stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but now I've just noticed that they've come out with a new 2015 album, which I'll have to check oh. out. Well, yeah, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned them too, because I've heard, I've been meaning to listen to them for exactly that reason, that multiple people have said the same thing, which is that they're technically not gent but that's yeah. just because they've been around since before gent so they're right. like proto gent they're one of the bands in addition to mashuga right uh that influenced gent and and as such they are also better than a lot of new gent because yeah. they're not just copying a bunch of other gent yeah they're yeah. not like fifth generation gent that's a, yeah. that's the other thing i think that what happens now too is because of how quickly things move with the internet and communication uh, we very quickly cycle from cool new sound to like fifth generation rehash, like just copied crap. You yeah. know what I mean? And it happens much faster. And it just depends, I guess, who listens to it. You well, know? yeah. Well, the thing is, like, it, you can much more quickly go from like, like a few years ago, Gent, I knew like Periphery, and. Right, <laughs> and I think I had heard of Tesseract, but I hadn't actually heard them yet. Yeah, I've started and I getting went, into them. Recently. The first time I saw Periphery, uh, it was actually I think it was about like five years ago, and I think it was right before. I remember because I went with Rich because Rich was like, "Yo, are you going to the show?" And I hadn't been going to shows at all. Right, uh, and I was just like, uh, "Okay, see what Gent did and it for was, you, man." It was Periphery. It was also like the best gent show lineup I've seen since. Still, right, right. It was Periphery, uh, Tesseract, The Contortionist, uh, Tex Textures. Who I exp I heard good things about Textures, but I I wasn't as crazy about what they did live. But The Contortionist was actually really good, and then I think Tesseract was all right. Um, but they might have like. They hadn't. They were. They were on the current vocalist before he left the first time, uh, but, but whatever. That doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was a pretty good show, uh, and it was the first time I'd seen Periphery, and it was one of the better shows with them. And although maybe just because they were mostly playing the first album. Yeah. But again, I mean, there's there's plenty of YouTube stuff that that focuses mainly around their earlier stuff. You know. Yeah. You put in Periphery, you get a lot of you know, um, like advertisements for their, their, their first album. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's also a very particular type of, of, of thing that you would have to evaluate where a lot of these, um, bands kind of are based around like one person's idea first, where they are composing it as an instrumentalist, you know? It's funny you have to call it instrumentalist because you mean without vocals, and yet vocals is, voice is considered an instrument. You yeah. Know? 
It's it's like, and a lot of people will take to gent music because of that. And it's funny because gent itself, other than the gent like sound, yeah, is based on like single note music around it, mm. like lower bassy grooves that use single notes. I mean, yeah. for example, I hear a lot of bands that were, I guess you could call them proto gent again, that were doing compositions within the song that didn't focus around it. Yeah, where. They were doing the single note stuff that sounded, you know, quote unquote, gente. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Th- see, this is ex- another great example of what we were talking about where gent has very specific criteria yeah. for what gent kids want to hear. And it doesn't mean it's, that they're. It's so douchey. Well, and some of the best bands are the ones who actually get outside of that. Yeah. And. and uh, Animals as leaders. Yeah. And, and actually, uh, like Tesseract did some cool stuff where they really. Kind of goes. There's this band. Monu- I can't wait to like bite more into Tesseract because when I first heard them again, it was I, like periphery. I heard too much of the, ah! well, which I their, love. Their but- new one. Well, here's what happened too. The 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 singer who I think is in back with them now uh-huh. left. The guy they replaced him with couldn't do anything harsh or aggressive of any kind. All he could do was very light, high stuff. That's probably what I and listened that, to. Yeah, and that entire album. There's one song with a decent melody line on it, and the entire rest of the album is just. And he sings so light and airy. Yeah, that's, that that's what I heard that initially. It became with an in, like that entire album, the vocals are like another instrument, and they are not the lead. You think that's just like one of those albums where they just never ever cover any of the music for it live at shows because they know no, it was a very popular album uh, i'm the only one who who thinks this apparently but <laughs> well you know other than all the people who don't listen to jen well it's not like but, you know we're saying or well particularly me i don't know about you that 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 i think that alpha and omega of periphery is bad you know yeah. by any means i'm well, gonna have to like well, here's, here's the thing this is actually this is relevant because the reason i don't like it is i'm evaluating it as music and for me that means at some point there should be discernible melody lines mm. and and that's my problem is there aren't the vocals are an ambient instrument i thought that the first album had plenty of great melody no no lines. no. i'm talking about this one tesseract album oh the tesseract yeah. album oh, okay uh, altered states f- that f- it's super it's uh it's actually it's not bad and one song is really really good it's just that the entire album has no vocal melodies of any note right and they're not coherent they're just because again, the problem in Gent is that nobody can figure out how to sing on it. Yeah, it was altered state. Yeah, and there was one song that's really really cool, but uh, Noct- Nocturne is is one I, I really like. But and it has like the best melody on the album. But the entire rest of the album, there's like not even close like melodies. Uh, but within the context of Gent. It still has genty bits and it has proggy bits, and so it was like. But this is the album that has the this, floaty this, voice on it. Yeah, dude. and so this was like a bunch of people. I forget if it came out in 2014 or whatever year, but whatever year it came out. 2013. Bunch, 13. Okay, well, a bunch of people were like best prog album of the year, and I was like, well, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, uh, Leprous Cole came out that year, so that's why they're absolutely wrong because that's a much better album. Who's that? But uh, Leprous, they're this Norwegian. Uh, like, kind of genuinely progressive. Although their new album is not as good, but the last one they did, Cole, is really, really, really good. Right. That's an album I will recommend to anybody. Um. Right. So that was kind of my, you know, my my genre criteria thing fits mm-hmm. very well with that Tesseract album, which is that in certain ways, uh, within you know Gent, there's some very cool stuff in there. There's some cool melody stuff. There are Genty parts, which is one of the problems I would change is that it always have to have the genty part is that in a grand scheme of things that's a really kind of you know it's like a physical attribute it's a hey, it's a limiting thing parts? right is you're like right like you like like you're saying that like they needed the heavy song on that animals as leaders album yeah but I mean but there was plenty of heavy in there without well, it. right not that I'm saying to right. claw no was but bad. the point I is loved it. the point I is they've gone it. beyond it right right if they had they've gone beyond gent right they're not really a gent band but if they were trying to be a gent band they would probably be a less interesting band to a lot of people because they would just be constantly trying to be you know i mean they they you you always want like some some variation and and, you know because there there aren't as many gent bands 
that are as popular that you yeah. will find easily and listen to online that are um you know so you you want them to vary like i like the fact that animals as leaders is different from yeah, periphery exactly. and i like the periphery is different from animals as right. leaders and, and the other thing is that you know it makes them better music the, the, this music in general you know we're talking about people are afraid to kind of acknowledge it i think that it just it takes you longer nowadays with this music cuz it is complicated mm. it's you know there's yeah. a lot more in it to really listen to a whole album you know yeah because we're talking about how it differentiates from pop music you know something like icarus lives which is as you said you know you think it's their best song and and i totally agree with you (laughs) it's like one of the most simple ones that they have yeah you know i mean there's there's that oxymoron of like you know well but part of why i think it, it despite its simplicity that's but that's why I think they nailed it because the groove they they wanted to originally call it Groove City, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> they fuck around with their names. Apparently, uh, all of well, their albums are like dick jokes or something like yeah. that. Well, for one, I think that um, I think that within Gent, there's again this is this is one of my problems with Gent is that I evaluate it in a general musical context, which right. means that. Uh, it's heavily rhythm based, but so that's is like, are the rhythms good and right? And what that comes down to is that song is great because the groovy riff actually grooves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people write gent grooves, and it's not really a groove. It's only a groove because it sounds like you know what I mean. Like yeah. it, it, it isn't a functional like it doesn't work as a functional piece of music. It's right. just like you put a bunch of random dance dance. You know, because and that's it's happened in it happened in prog metal and it's happened in gent is that you've got guys who kind of like get it and they have ideas within that context. Like the dude in Meshuggah, people are always surprised when they hear that he doesn't like sit down and and write out a grid and like write out the times. He comes up with the riffs and then they work out the rhythms of it and shit. So he comes up with odd off time riffs that will fit in a polymetric context. Yeah, yeah. But he does it naturally, and that's why they're good. That's why they're better at it than all the other gent bands, because when they write those riffs, it's it's uh, it still has the necessary complexity, Yeah. but they don't come up with them in an overly intellectualized uh, way. So there's still that sort of raw... I, I feel like raw, raw as in like un un machinized like yeah. you're not it's not something that's synthetic yeah it's very primal it's yeah. they have very primal oh, yeah. rhythms yeah i i, I think that to, to close I, I have some really dumb points <laughs> that are awesome go for it. give people things to do yeah i was scrolling down in periphery in spotify and then uh it says appears on like you know obviously songs can appear in certain mm. albums and mixes apparently periphery appears on two things 2014's Florence and the Sphinx, Sumerian uh, Ceremonials. It also appears on 2012's Russian songs, Women's Names. I'm sure there's a periphery song that is like a woman's name, but it's just like the albums look really fucked up. Yeah. It made me think of the thing I was talking to you about, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday, uh, where I, was, I think it was yesterday, I was talking to someone about... Um, this thing is trending on Facebook where you go into the search and you put um, friends who like Donald Trump. Mm. Oh, and, then, yes. and then I like was like, oh, yeah. And then music because they were like, yeah, look, this person that we know likes Nickelback. And I was like, no, no, yeah. that's not possible. I think that's a good thing to do. Like if you're bored is to go on Facebook. I, I want to do this now. Like think of the most like ridiculous bands like. Friends who like Limp Bizkit. <laughs> friends, friends who like, I don't know, someone. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say that the, that Adele song is a good example of this. So if we look at that Adele song, first of all, the style of music it is, is kind of like this retro... Uh, I'm trying to think of the way to put it. It's sort of like retro soul, I guess. It's kind of like, um, you think. Well, like, how would you, what would you describe Adele as? Well, I mean, the if I just take the chorus, because I mean, if you think about pop, Dave Grohl put it in a funny way. It's a great video he does with um, Kyle Gass, who's interviewing him right before a festival, 
And I mean, if you hear Hell from the other side, and it's like heavily reverb saturated, mm. I'd say it's a modern. It's 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 modern pop, right? Well, I'm saying like look at her whole style though. Oh, look at okay, her. Okay, yeah, very soul oriented. Uh, right, I mean, it's, it's the style it's, of her voice. Right, it's her it's her voice, but it's also but it also post op and pre op. <laughs> also, why is that funny? <laughs> uh, also, uh, I'm pretty sure. Buckle up, buckaroos. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure the. I'm pretty sure her, her, she has a songwriting partner, so it's like the same guy writing them. So there's some consistency, yeah, yeah. which is good. But that's that's true, right? So it's okay. So here's so here's how I look at it. It's uh it's a retro style, right? So there's one okay. thing we have to consider right off the bat is that it is a style of music that is new, but chronologically only, done before. Only so much in that it is an old style that is right. being brought back, right? I mean, it kind of ties into it's it's a it's a bigger trend than just Adele, obviously. It's uh, Sam Smith kind of fits into the same thing. Oh, it's no. it's even though it's modern and it's pop, it's intentionally. Uh, Is he not popular anymore? Who? Sam Smith. No, no, he's still popular. <sighs> when can that be done? Well, he's he's in between albums, so you're not going to hear as much about him right now. Uh, but hopefully, yeah. If you wait, which one is Sam Smith the one that did? Um He's like the male Adele. That's what his style yeah, he's is. Like, he's it's, the uh, English fella that did the uh, the Tom Petty copy, right? Which Tom Petty? Huh? Yeah. Or is he the one? Yeah, no. Sam Sam Smith is the. Um, oh yeah, he got yeah. sued because the right. song. Okay. Well, also, I, I want to say I've forgotten what the song is, right. and I can't hear it in also, my head. We his, should just skip ahead. Before also, I, I want to be clear it. that his songs aren't as good as Adele's. Nowhere near. A whole, we'll, let's come back and do a little compare and contrast in that in a minute. But. Uh, so, but their but their style, it's clearly the same style they're going for. They're yeah. trying to make him a male Adele. Only they don't have whoever her songwriter is to write songs that are genuine and meaningful to her or whatever. And so it's just random fucking cheesy like soul. But it's the same thing, which is that it's intentionally yeah. organic. It's real instruments. It's like piano and strings and a very kind of classic old, almost non-modern sound, although it is very modern production. And <laughs> I just heard something like to me. I was like, "What?" Um, oh, yeah. Well, too fucking bad. Um, <laughs> I'll edit this. This is all over my cat. Yeah, he wants out of the bedroom because he hears his mama. Ah, uh. he's like, I hear the woman that feeds me. <laughs> it sounds like a drowning cat. <laughs> we should do a drowning pool parody and have him. Do voiceover for it. Drowning cat. Yeah, he sounds like this. That's <laughs> really what he sounds like when you take that. <laughs> <headphones off. laughs> so, anyway, so so, uh, but uh, so, uh, but I do think. Oh, I, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe leave it in. We'll get him to do an interview, Oliver. <laughs> Starting to get antsy. Yeah, he he wants out now. He's like, yeah. he's, he's upset. Should I open the door for him? Uh, Only let him out. <laughs> Let's just keep having it in the background. That's fine. Well, also, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, we we got to wrap up soon. I know, I know, whoa, 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 I know. But there's gonna be some edits. Don't worry. It'll. Hey, if we make two episodes out of it, even better. Yeah, right. Um, part one, part two. So, uh, it's it's still it's still technically like an old style that brought back that some people makes it because I saw somebody arguing about it the other day and literally this was uh, confirmed my suspicion which is that people see it as more genuine because it's not all auto-tuned and processed and it is this sort of more you know quote-unquote classic kind of style of music now if you take a step past that uh, I think she's a good singer I think they're pretty well-written songs uh but it does lose something on this sort of chronology and originality standpoint and on top of that well, is that gonna get like bad marks because of that you know what i mean like in a critiquing stance well i would i would see to me it would again this is where i would say there's there, you have to separate the contexts if you take it out of context of everything you know it's all right you know it's it's pretty good 
it's they're well-written songs they seem to because of the 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 way that it's written with her and this dude it comes uh freaking out (laughs) um because of that you know i think they're more genuine songs right they come off they obviously come off as genuine because that's the other reason everybody likes it it's it's sort of like uh and the lyrics are all right uh they're pretty decent uh, <laughs> but uh, sorry i'm just, this is making it harder for me to come to a <laughs> come to a point and focus and wrap it up well it's just, we're just we're just trying to get footage here of of Oliver participating in the podcast doing his uh his new he's he's practicing for his new band drowning cat wow i got to get him at some point <laughs> Now it just looks like he's sulking and he's mad. Yeah, I know, right? He keeps looking at us like, "Are you not gonna let me the fuck yeah, out? Like, are how, how much longer do I have me? to like deal with this shit?" <sighs> yeah. So, so yeah. So that's the thing with the Adelphi. So like, I like I'm I'm. My personal assessment is like. When she first, uh, you know, when she had a bunch of big hits with like you know, uh, Rolling in the Deep and all that. I was pretty positive on it because, again, it was – it didn't do a bunch of things that bugged me about modern pop music, right? It wasn't overprocessed. Uh, it's not – I'm sure it's still compressed, but it at least has the illusion of dynamics because there's just less things. The verses are always, you know, stripped down like piano stuff. Um, so she's a good singer. They're well-written songs. But then you also have to factor in it's not – quite as original as everyone kind of wants to think it is that's not necessarily that doesn't necessarily make it bad right but it makes it in some way less good you know what i mean like so to me it's like you can have competent music without it being super original and it's still value to it right yeah yeah, yeah. uh and again because not everything can be completely original but to me there's still a separate category where it's like does this have something like actually like fairly unique and original in it? Right. Um, but that being said, Adele's kind of doing the best version of what she's of her style of thing right now. Yeah. And most of the other attempts at the same kind of thing. I like far less. Sam Smith. Right now. I, I like Sam Smith as a singer. I like, I think his voice is all right. I don't think the songs are very good. It just bugs me because he copied Tom Petty and he's English. That's oh, yeah. Well, but again, it's who, like who copied Carton. Tom Petty? Just, the shitty songwriter who wrote that song for him? Like, that, the, the, it's... it's uh, he, he wrote that. He didn't write shit. Tom Petty? No, I mean Sam Smith. Oh, right. No, I'm, I'm just saying, about Tom they Petty. gave him fuck... Yeah. yeah I was <laughs> well, but, he, but it also he was... getting awards for everything. But the well. entire album is three or four chord boring-ass songs. Yeah. So, of course, one of them sounds like Tom Petty. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's almost like... It was, no, I'm sure it wasn't even melody, intentional. It's a melody line of... Uh, that's kind of like I won't back down. Yeah, yeah, but it's again. So what? Like how? So how many? I'm sure there's lots of songs you can find that sound like but a Tom that one Petty's very one. distinctly. Right, like, but the whole point is the entire album is is it's all half-ass. The songs are all half-ass, oh yeah, yeah. mediocre but songs. And they're accessible to a lot more people. Right, but they're but so is Adele, and those aren't as half-assed and ripped off. And I'm is my glad. Point. I'm saying she is a better songwriter. Yeah. Sam just has whoever the label fucking wrangled for that thing. That's what it is. Is it's a pop thing, right? So my thing is, I like him as a singer. I think he has a good voice, and he uses a kind of head voice that I don't hear a lot. He's able to uh, to do a at least at times. I already see cases live where I think he's going to run into the wall because Adele did the same thing. She's a great singer, but she's a natural singer, right? She's mm-hmm. not like a super intensely trained singer and so she had issues as soon as she went on the road and had to sing every night yeah uh now i don't know where she is with that now but um and i think you know sam smith's gonna have the same problem with that but i like that he has this uh it's a thing that you know was really big in in metal for a while uh like the dude uh we listened to ghost ship octavius uh that's the kind of metal singing that uses that kind of head voice a bit yeah oh he's 
so pissed. <laughs> we're just we're really appreciating my cat get mad right now. <laughs> There's a reason the band is named after you, Oliver. Oh, he's he's even like now he thinks he I think yeah, he thinks you're like fronting. Yeah, yeah, he like thinks you're trying to start something with him now. No, no, he's coming up to me. He's like, do you not? He's looking at me. He's like, do you not understand? I think he has a vague <laughs> inkling that you are mocking him. He's kind of like, <laughs> you're fucking with me, aren't you? You son of a bitch. No, you're gonna let me out. Is what you're gonna do? I'm gonna fuck you. See, look now. Now, now he wants to. F- he's he wants to fight. No, no, this cat doesn't fight. He just gets even. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's. Then he yeah. wants. Then he is plotting his. Yeah, revenge. <laughs> right. So d- d- okay, anyway, so t- let's wrap it up. Do, does what I'm. D- am I making sense? Do you get what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah, totally. I think. Uh, I'm trying to think if I missed any major. The point is that is that you can contextualize things. Oh, and I was going to say that the new Adele song. Similarly, I place it within the context of her previous stuff, which is that. Well, yeah. it's 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 a it's a decent song, but you can take it a step further in that it is exactly the same style as her previous two albums. Right. Yeah. No. And and and, I mean that really depends whether that you're a person who will be like, oh yeah, I enjoy the the predictability and the. Well, right. That's another thing. Is that, but th- but that's another thing with any any artist is you also have to factor in like, uh, right? Have they developed? since their previous thing or are you just happy with them putting out the same thing yeah. forever because some yeah. people are happy with that but i will still evaluate that differently i will say right. wh- like like uh like dream theater right the last few dream theater albums um if you've never heard dream theater right like i'm not surprised that like younger dream theater fans like the newer albums that's what they're exposed to yeah but if you were got into dream theater in the 90s then the newest albums are basically them uh they have mostly been them kind of nailing their same classic sound and just kind of doing more of it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for some people, but then I'm like, but I've, I've heard this, like it's really, I'm not hearing anything new mm-hmm. and therefore why not just listen to their old albums right? that, and enjoy. Yeah. And so, and which I felt were original at yeah. the time, you know? So yeah, I, I I mean, the other thing is that bands that have been around for, I'm talking about chronology again, bands that have been around for like a good amount of time, like Dream Theater, yeah. will allow their outside influences to really let in, or as they get better, they'll also allow themselves to let let themselves well, go and here's, like... Here's know, a weird thing that happened with Dream Theater for a few years. For a few years, uh, their albums became heavily influenced by outside influences because right. they, I think they had... Well, okay, so this is another thing that happens in general... Uh, which is uh, it's unfor- it, it's it's why this this kind of evaluation some people just don't like it right some mm-hmm. people are just like well so what if that band wants to s-? like like ACDC is a good example and like oh all their albums sound the same it's like well that's something I was listening to today I mean they they actually Angus and Malcolm sat down one time and were like um, you know I uh, we we gotta we gotta write something different, and then they tried it, and clearly those are the albums we were talking about in the middle. Um, you know, still widely loved by right. so many people, but, but then eventually they they realized we just gotta write what we want. Right, but then they did manage to add a little bit extra dimension to it in the '90s with like uh, some of the stuff, or not the '90s. Um, well, yeah, yeah, the '80s and '90s. Some of the like uh, like Razor's Edge. Yeah. Or even back in black, like Hell's Bells, they had some certain elements of production and stuff. Yeah, that they don't usually do. Yeah, that gave it a little more depth. And so... Making it harder to, to wrap up. I'm trying to wrap up on like a solid point and not just, okay, I guess let's stop now. Um, but... Uh, so the point is like, right, so within... So if you're... But if you're really into ACDC... You can hear the differences between their oh, albums, yeah, right? Like yeah, they're yeah. not literally the same song, but occasionally they're functionally close to the same song. Yeah. So, you know, there's different degrees, right? You can scale it any way you want to look at it, but it's good to do that. I think. I think it's good to say, like, okay, so Adele, like, she was never anything that was like groundbreaking necessarily. It was just people had gotten used to not hearing people sing for real mm-hmm. you know and so the i think a big part of her success is that the songs seem genuine and so you know people can can connect to the emotion in it which is lacking in a lot of pop music because there isn't any right because it's 
you know, manufactured. And then the pop star is like, well, it's emotional to me. It's like, yeah, but you didn't write it and your lyrics are bad. And so, and you're bad at expressing emotions. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. But uh, so there's that. But then like the new song, when I, the fir- when I first heard it, I was kind of like, ah, oh, same shit. But it, the, the chorus surprised me a little bit. It's a little different than some of the stuff on the previous ones. There's there's still variation within the style, uh, but then in the grand, but then at the same time, I was still kind of like, well, okay, so this is still decent, right? It's not a bad song, but it is still very much the same thing as the last couple albums. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and so, I'm already hearing like three hits in my head, and the choruses have this 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 kind of trend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. At a certain point, right, you're like, well, uh, there's the sort of global context. Yeah. There's the chronological context. There's the sort of genre or style context. And then there's like the individual artist context, too. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So that's probably as much sense as I can make on that. <laughs> that's a lot of sense to me. All right. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or yourmusicisbad.com. Follow me on Twitter at the one true Matt. Like us on Facebook, and we'll see you next time. I'm turning it off now. <laughs>